welcome back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. One of the things that I wanted to do with this podcast when we first started it was answer as many questions as I could, try to help provide some clarity on what most feel like is a pretty confusing topic, especially with so much information floating on, floating around out there on the topic itself. But the other thing that I wanted to do was bring people on who have been successful to share their stories in the hopes that maybe there's something that they say that maybe I wouldn't say, or maybe they say it different, that might be helpful for other people. So this week we've got AJ Dubay joining us. AJ and I actually recorded the first ever Valley to Peak podcast back in October of 2021, but the audio was not good, so we went back to re-record it. We've had this in the works for a very long time, so a big uh, thank you to AJ for being patient with me to get it rescheduled. AJ's a bit unique in the fact that he was one of the first Valley to Peak clients, but more importantly, he's been there been successful and maintained it for several years now as you'll hear about so he shares some tips and tips on some tips and tricks on what have made him being successful over the course of the years and what led him to even begin trying to change something and what are some of the biggest key takeaways but simple that he's found to be helpful in his journey so enjoy the podcast. If you've got any questions, you can always send those to info at v2pnutrition.com. Without further ado, here is AJ Dubay. A good place to kick it off would be an introduction to you and who you are. And I know that that's a very loaded question, but <laughs> if you, you know, I don't want it to be like a sales pitch for Valley to Peak, but obviously people are probably wondering, right. do you, how do you, what do you two have to do with each other? So Feel free to, you know, just to, to, to introduce yourself however you want. Okay. So, uh, I'm AJ Dubay. I live in Montana, uh, 34 years old. Growing up, I always, always had problems, uh, with my weight. You know, I was the fat kid in high school, got bullied for my weight in high school. And then about college time, I ended up going the opposite direction. Actually, it was, uh, probably what you could call anorexic. Um, just wasn't eating anything. I took my, uh, body weight all the way down to uh, probably skeletal level. I think in high school, I was about 240 pounds, 235, 240. And then I was all went all the way down to like 135 pounds. It was pretty bad. Just uh, no advice on how to lose weight. All I want knew that I had to eat less, but I was eating a lot less, <laughs> an unhealthy amount, you know, and then I uh, started working on the railroad um, and ended up putting the weight back on. And then it was just, uh, started working out again. Um, and, but just, you know, it, I was eating too many calories and so I was already overweight. Well, then trying to work out and stuff, you know, it, it was just kind of like spinning my wheels because I was doing all the work, but I wasn't getting any results as far as trying to lose the weight again, you know, at a, at a healthy rate or just even keeping the pounds off altogether, um, using another dietitian and, you know, she's doing the whole meal plan thing. Well, that was great, but she didn't really want to push me or put me in enough of a deficit to actually lose weight. Then I just didn't quite understand the whole uh, tracking calories and just how that all worked. And uh, so I'd be, you know, I, my goal in the meal plan was set to eat like 25 to 2600 calories, which would have been all right, probably. But I wasn't tracking, you know, the half cup of heavy cream I was putting in my coffee in the mornings or taking that into account or the beers or 
I'd go, I'd go hard and, you know, all week and then Sunday would come and then I'd have a cheat day, you know, every day or once a week. So it was like Thanksgiving every, every Sunday almost. And, uh, yeah, that all adds up. And, uh, then, uh, I remember being at, being at a gym somewhere, playing a fitness or something. I was listening to, uh, listening to you talk with uh, Cody Rich on the Rich Outdoors podcast. And I was like, this guy's saying I can lose weight and be healthy and eat gummy bears. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's a pretty good sales pitch right there. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, that's, that's like, that's sounds pretty interesting. So I wasn't too much longer after that. One was at 2019. Uh, I ended up getting in touch with you and started working with you and put me on the path. So let's go, I want to go back to, um, the tracking, measuring cheat day combo in, cause like, this is something that will come up often and I fully recognize just kind of the, like that can seem really overwhelming and tedious to a lot of people, right. To, to, to commit to something like that in your opinion, um, do you feel like the tracking and all of that was what made the biggest difference between having the meal plan set up versus the progress that you had whenever you first, whenever you and I first met back in 2019? Yeah, I think that was the key for me because I'm a pretty motivated guy. Um, if you give me, give me a roadmap, you know, I'll be able to follow it, but I just didn't have a good enough roadmap. So I was just wandering around all over the place and just had no, uh, like accountability, um, as far as just how much I was taking in. And, uh, so once you were able to show me, Hey, you can, you can have, you know, you can still eat apple pie just instead of having half the pie, have a slice, you know, or half a slice, you know, and mix in some like Greek yogurt or something like that. And then also, uh, when you were teaching me about just hitting your macro, uh, goals for the day and, uh, it was overwhelming, you know, a little bit maybe at first. Um, but then once you start doing it, um, it's actually really, for me, it's easy just because I've been doing it for so long. And then even too, like once I started seeing the numbers go down on the scale and you start understanding the process then you're like, Oh, okay. You know, if I do this, I'll get these results. But the hard part is I think for a lot of people is not seeing the results because you know, they're just, they just don't have that path or they might see results for short term and then they fall off the wagon. Uh, maybe they're whatever they're doing might be too stressed or too hard for them. One thing I'll often say, or, you know, when people are asking about the tracking, and the measuring piece of things is for, like, first, I think it's important what you just said to acknowledge it is challenging at first because people get into this and, you know, like the first couple of days, even the first full week, even the first two weeks, it's tough because it's new and that's normal. That's all right. Right. But even, even aside from that, you know, what you had mentioned about, it gets easier with time. And like you said, you've been doing this a while. Talk, you're, you're in a little bit of unique boat in that because it's taken me so long to re-record this with you and even our history, you know, like dating back to 2019, like you've been successful, but even been successful maintaining that how long do you feel like it was, did it take you to build a rhythm and what's been easier since you've developed that rhythm after getting over the initial hurdle? I think what I, for me, um, is I was at such a rock bottom place, just like total, uh, disgusted with myself, 
uh, my self-image, my appearance, uh, performance, trying to hunt. I mean, I was trying to, it was about the time I started to learn how to elk hunt and do backpack hunts. And so when you're carrying around that extra 60 pounds of weight, you know, it just makes it tough. And I was just such a rock bottom place that I needed something, some sort of discipline, some sort of guidelines. So the tracking thing was a lot easier than like the emotional, uh, uh, stress that I was going through and which is weird. Cause you know, you're supposed to be like a pretty tough guy, you know, but then when you really actually are struggling mentally and just emotionally, just because of your weight, um, you know, it's, it's hard to admit that, but that's kind of where I was at. So it was, you know, shoot, if I got to weigh and use measuring cups every time I eat a meal, that's, that's no problem. You know, I mean, it was just, it was better than the other options where I was at. <laughs> so and you like you you and I still stayed in touch, so I know your goals have changed, oh, yeah. ebbed and flowed over the years from more specific towards elk hunting, and then more specific towards putting on muscle. They've they've changed. How how much do you still at this at this stage in the game? Because it was what like four or five years ago when you when you initially lost everything, lost most of your weight. Yeah. So when I uh, when was that? So it was yeah, it was like twenty. 2019 going into 2020 um that was the big was where we when i started working with you so let's call it like four years how much do you still lean on the tracking and the measuring piece of things a a lot very little yeah a lot i still uh i went on a trip uh earlier with you well i was going deer hunting and i uh you know, since you're not putting out a lot of calories, you know, I forgot my scale and it was kind of a little bit of anxiety because I was like, uh, <laughs> like forcing this out, but I was able, you know, kind of eyeball it. I know like a lot of people, you know, they can track, they kind of learn stuff. Um, but I've just been really uh, dependent on that even still just, um, I don't trust myself because I'm kind of a guy, I got this, saw that little fat kid mentality of hey, this looks good. I want to eat, you know, I love food. <laughs> so it, the scale and the, the measuring cups, they just keep me on track. And I, I actually, I love it. I, I really do. Like I look forward to measuring. It's kind of fun actually. Um, kind of strategize. Yeah. I find that the same thing. There's, there's usually two spectrums. There's either people that almost everybody sort of hates the idea of it when it first gets brought up. Um, but then as they get into it, like they find they actually enjoy the metric piece of it. And, Though I'm not a huge fan of the saying, there's obviously this wildly popular saying right now by Jocko Willink that says discipline equals freedom. And <laughs> yeah, it's a good exactly. it's a good good metaphor here that if you, you know, at the end of the day, your goals either in nutrition, weight, potentially health, potentially performance, is is built around your calorie intake. That's just the reality of it. And if you're disciplined enough to keep tabs on to keep a budgeting system in, in place for your intake then you've got the freedom to truly choose anything that you want and so that's like you will on occasion oppose you know post you're in a hotel somewhere for work eating half a slice of apple pie with ice cream for breakfast and tagging me right. and people are like how is this humanly possible that's why because you keep tabs on it and at the end of the day nutrition really is just a series of numbers and if those numbers line up then whatever your goal is going to line up. Now you could argue, like you could argue long-term health or nutrient density, like how many vitamins and minerals are in a certain food compared to apple pie and ice cream. But all of that put aside, simply talking about weight, 
simply talking about performance, it's a, it's at the end of the day, a set of numbers. So to your point, there is value in tracking even still because of that, that, that assurance that it can create. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I'd say 95%, you know, super clean, healthy food. But uh, when you get up to go, you know, hit the gym early in the morning, there's nothing better than gummy bears or sour patch kids. <laughs> First thing out of bed in the morning, but other than that, you know, usually I choose whole foods or. So we're recording this on like a, a week and a half, two weeks out from Thanksgiving. How do you deal with stuff like that or events with your kids? Like, how do you deal with being able to, like, let's say that they've got, let's say you're give a little girl, right? Ah, uh, a few of them. <laughs> so let's say yeah. they've got like a, a daddy daughter donut day at school. How do you budget in things like that? How do you deal with a holiday? So uh, what I ended up doing um, is something I've learned recently is uh, look at your calories based on like a weekly budget, also like daily, but also weekly. So maybe it might go a little heavier, a little over my normal uh, intake. So right now I'm about 3000 calories, uh, which is a lot of food, um, which gives me a lot of leeway too. But, uh, even like if I am like on a cut, I'll, uh, say I'll eat normal. Oh yeah. So we'll go off my current number about 3000 calories a day. If I know I need extra calories, I'll just pull them from like another day in the week, preferably a day I'm not going to the gym and I'll stack them on the day that I want to eat more. And then, so the weekly balance will, will even out, you know, if a donut looks good, you know, especially we'll be out on Sunday mornings all the time. We'll have donuts or cinnamon rolls or something, uh, just track it. And then I'll make sure I get my other more, you know, nutrient dense foods throughout the rest of the day. So you're basically operating on like a net intake as opposed to just a day to day. Exactly. Yeah. When I, when I start going over, but you know, like Thanksgiving came around and I've been eating, you know, more, not really leaner, but you know, being more conscious of it. And, uh, the first few times, you know, you do that, you know, macros or memories over macros approach for me, um, my stomach just couldn't handle the food. And there was a few times I'd make myself sick from, trying to eat the, all the food I wanted to eat, but I just couldn't do it. And even on uh, this past Thanksgiving, I allowed myself, uh, 3,600 calories. I got to 29 and I was like, I'm full. I don't want to even eat anymore. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. What do you feel like was more challenging losing the weight, getting to the point of where you felt like you could do the things that you wanted to do, or do you feel like it's been more challenging to maintain it? Maintaining is pretty tough. Um, and then two, I think the big thing is learning to not be afraid of the scale. Um, because like right now I'm kind of been doing more of a reverse, uh, sort of diet. And so when you, you know, you're, when you get down to kind of lean weight for me, which is about 170 ish. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few months later, step on the scale and you're pushing 190, but you look in the mirror and you're like, you know, I'm not really like, I haven't really gotten fat again. It's just that, you know, you got the muscle mass, but then the part of me that's scared of uh, becoming a fat kid again, sees the higher weight, uh, weight on the scale in the morning. You know, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a mental thing right there. Trying to 
be okay with that and look into like the long-term goal of, well, okay, if I put on a little bit of extra weight and then maybe beginning of the year, I cut a little bit more or cut again, the whole, uh, I guess going through different cycles of between weight loss and then like a slight weight gain for bulking just to get the muscle mass and then having to lean it out because you're not going to be able to put on muscle mass without putting on a little bit of fat too. So that's been kind of a, kind of a learning process process there, but. Yeah, I think that, I think it's a, like you bring up a great point that especially if you're in a phase where you're trying to focus on training or you're trying to put on lean mass, like we always put it in the phrase of a triangle, right? And if you put a different focus on each triangle, like let's call one of them weight, let's call one of them performance and let's call one of them, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, let's call it general health or something. You're always mm-hmm. going to be driven towards one end of that triangle more than the other, right? It's like, so you can't be hyper-focused on weight, but trying to improve performance because the plan's going to look entirely different. And so if you are more geared towards performance, it's really tough to it can be tough to let the weight piece go, but you kind of have to, right? Because the performance nutrition is going to be geared different than a weight loss plan. Exactly. I remember uh, like this past spring, I was trying to lean out again and I got super lean, but then I bought out my calories about 1900 calories a day and trying to get up and go to the gym early in the morning and have any energy on that little bit of food for me was just, it got a point where I was like, okay, I gotta, (laughs) it's time to, trying to shift my goal a little bit here. Yeah. What do you feel like is different this go around? Cause you talked earlier, like when we first started, you talked about how kind of back in your college days, you were on the opposite end of the spectrum. You joined the railroad, you gained a little more weight than you'd wanted to. You battled that for a while, but like here you sit four or five years, not only successful in losing, but maintaining and running different cycles of, um, training focuses what do you feel like the difference has been this time compared to past i think just the knowledge um just what you've set me up with has just been uh has been the big change for me is because uh, you know early 2000s uh or mid 2000s i guess like car when about, about the same age about the time we were in college there just wasn't i mean there was information but uh there just wasn't as much out there as there is now and obviously there's a lot of bad information out there um but with you you know it sure made it makes it a lot easier uh to stick with the goals and everything and makes it so much easier having that just having that roadmap you know because if you're already a pretty motivated person and you have a plan then it's i don't know stuff's so much easier when you have a plan you have a little direction oh yeah yeah no question having a having a plan is a lot easier what's been in your opinion, the greatest challenge about maintaining? Probably um, just uh, for as far as like day-to-day life uh, with work and stuff is making sure uh, you keep the energy expenditure the same. So uh, a lot of times my job is pretty sedentary, especially this summer. Uh, I was doing base, uh, basically just sitting in a pickup. I'd go out and get uh, track authorities uh, for different work groups and stuff. So I was kind of like an underpaid foreman, but I wasn't actually out doing physical stuff. And so I was kind of tough, but the nice thing was, is, you know, then I have to make sure when I went to the gym that I was pushing myself extra hard in the gym and then summertime, you know, longer days, it's warmer, uh, go around shooting the bow, being more active just to make sure that what I was eating for a maintenance calories, uh, 
was enough where it wasn't going to be too much, you know, for, uh, for the amount of activity I was doing. So, so do you have like, cause I know you, you travel quite a bit for work. Do you have one or two or three, I don't know, however many things that when you get to whatever location you're going to be working out of, you know, these two or three things are the things that you do, no matter what they happen, kind of your non-negotiables to keep the training, keep the, you know, the, the, the weight piece of things to keep that kind of as an important priority while you're still traveling. Yeah. So, uh, been fortunate. I've been home for the past year and a half or so, but when I do have to go on the road, I'll make sure that, you know, I throw in, um, I bring an electric skillet, bring my scale, measuring cups, everything, have a little like cook kit. So I'll cook food in the uh, hotel room. Um, I might, if I'm just going for a week from home, you know, I'll just take some deer steaks, eat them frozen, put them in a cooler, uh, pack a bunch of healthier foods and uh, food options. And then I can prep my day. And then when I'm at home too, I, uh, you know, I'll prep my food the night before. And uh, if I'm on the road, I'll make sure that I try to pick a work location if I can that has a gym facility of some sort. Even uh, a lot of the small towns in Montana, they have some sort of fitness facility or some sort of gym or the hotels will have something so I can stay on the path that way. And then the big thing for me is uh, just on a daily is just prepping the night before. So every night I'll pack up all my food and put it in my, put in my backpack or put it in the fridge, you know, so I grab the Walmart sack that has all my food for the day and I'm ready to go. So like today the guy stopped and they got sandwiches. Well, I already had my food packed. So I wasn't, you know, Oh shoot, we're at a restaurant. So now I'm going to have to forego what I already planned out. I just, but you can, that's the nice thing about the flex dieting is, Hey, I want to, I want to go have a sub sandwich or something. Um, I'll be able to do that or, if I want to swing into five guys, I can do that too. But it's nice having the plant, have my food already laid out the night before. So I, I know I'm good to go and I won't go over budget. Good planning. If you had one piece of advice to offer somebody that's wanting to get started, like maybe they feel like you felt whenever you were working for the railroad, just recognizing like, man, I don't know, but I need to, I need to change something. What's one piece of advice you'd pass along? Probably, uh, just getting comfortable with the tracking aspect and uh, understanding that I think that's key, um, especially when you are on the road or, Hey, you're on a trip or something, you know, it's okay to, you know, if you say you want to swing and have fast food, it's obviously, it's not nutritionally the best, but you can make it work for a day or two. And uh, understanding too, I think the neat thing, especially working with you is you made me understand is uh there's a lot of these influencers that want to say that you, you have to eat only organic foods or you only have to eat um, whole foods or fruits and vegetables, no anything processed, which I think when you're overweight, the biggest thing is just getting the portions understood because uh, you can, you can put on weight if you're eating, even if you're shopping at whole foods, you know, <laughs> and only eat stuff from there. So yeah, I, I would, I mean, I would hundred percent agree with you about the measuring piece. And, you know, like one thing that we'll go over quite a bit is look that the whole idea of measuring is not to be OCD and hyper analytical and create a ton of anxiety around food and calories and tracking and all of that. 
none of that is true. The entire reason that it's there is because portion sizes do matter. And if you were to throw a hundred people in a room with no experience formally measuring things, you'd have a hundred different people with a hundred different portions of an example. Like if I were to say everyone measure out a cup of life cereal without any measuring cups, there'd be a hundred different portions sitting there, right? You can't exactly. possibly know what an actual portion is without going through the motions of measuring it. And so the tracking and the measuring for most people isn't designed to be done forever. Some guys like you, they love it and they keep doing it. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But the whole purpose is A, to accomplish a specific goal and then B, to teach us about nutrition. Because right now we don't have any foundation for information about it. So the lessons are learned, you go into a maintenance phase and that tedious tracking piece, that, that meticulous portion you don't say that intense forever unless you want to. And so I, you know, there's probably a bunch of different answers that could fit in there as far as like, what's the one piece of advice you'd give someone, but I could not agree more um, with you on the tracking and the measuring and having some sort of a plan. I mean, I think you hit on all the major things there and um, that's great. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's, you know, as I go along, you know, I might not be exact on my measurements or whatever, but if you're off by just a little bit, I think it's just, it's the consistency. I think that's one thing you push too, is the just being consistent and making the effort to try to be pretty exact in your measurements or your estimates and estimations and stuff. But yeah, I think another thing that I'd throw in here too, while we're on the influencer topic is you had mentioned earlier, one of the things when you were working with a, person in the past like you'd have these cheat days and you'll see influencers often like you know crazy fit people eating entire pizzas or boxes of donuts or like just this spread it's of insane. indulgent foods yeah and, and it it creates this idea that this is how they eat and that's how they look and that is not true no generally what they're doing is they're eating mostly whole foods most of the time and they'll have a net calorie intake that will bring them to their actual need over the course of the week by half. They will set that up. They will pre-budget that. So they'll live in a deficit all week, create the budget for those foods on a weekend and then have them. But they're not doing that all the time. And I have often seen people, you know, you, you work really hard Monday through Friday, both at work and on your nutrition. And so as a reward for yourself, it's like, all right, I'm going to let loose on the weekend, never realizing that you could, it's highly possible that you undo all that you did on the weekend or all that you did during the week on the weekend because of your quote unquote cheat days. So those things do matter. And that is why the consistency piece matters. And you did, you did a great job highlighting those. Yeah. The other thing too, I think where I was struggling uh, before I started working with you is that the marketing craze that goes into supplements and then working with you, you know, you spend shoot, I was spending hundred dollars a month on supplements when all I really need was just some, a good dietitian, you know? And so you have all these, you know, super fit people pushing these, pushing these powders and different pills and stuff. And they're like, man, you know, they have, they've never been, you know, had a high body fat percentage in their life, but they, they're like, you know, take this and you'll look like me. Right. You know, and yeah. which with working with you, you're like, yeah, it's, a lot of it's mostly marketing maybe except for possibly creatine or, you know, the generic, you know, daily vitamin, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
with exception to maybe a couple of supplements, most of that stuff is unneeded and, and, and garbage. And even the exceptions, like let's use whey protein for an example. That's not any source of superior protein, but it quote unquote works because it's protein, just like the chicken breasts in your, in your fridge. It's not exactly. a superior source. Maybe it's like if, if for a guy who travels a lot for work, if that's the only way he can get some protein in a breakfast. Great. But yeah, you're, you are, um, you're right. I actually had a question emailed to me for the podcast just a couple of days ago on a host of different supplements. And, you know, I generally wrote the, wrote the guy back and said, most of it's garbage. Most all of it can be met with food. Uh, with, exactly. you know, and so we, we went through, we went through some of that, but anyway, yes, great, great point. I, uh, I actually had to choke down some, a scoop of whey protein, my yogurt for a snack this afternoon to hit my, hit my goals. And I was like, this is why I hate this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of that can be, can be brutal for sure. Yeah, exactly. Any last minute thoughts you want to give anybody? Oh, just stick, stick with it. Uh, just if you, you know, start working with Kyle or you're, you're going to make a change, uh, just stick with it. Um, don't fall off the wagon. I think that's it. Just, just grind through it. You know, every day you're never going to feel like it, you know, and, uh, you know, motivation really can wane, but if you got the determination, I think that's more important than motivation. That's great. I think that's a great, word of advice. I'd rather have discipline and determination over motivation any day. Exactly. Um, even if you don't work with me, you have to see it through. And that consistency piece is so important. Like even the days, maybe there's, maybe it's a, maybe it's a week where you don't see any progress. You can't let that wax or, or, or you can't, you can't let that wane your motivation to then show up on day eight you have to keep showing up no matter what it says uh, no matter what the progress is and so like one thing we'll often say is the best thing that you could do is focus on the habits that create the outcomes rather than focusing on the outcomes themselves because you could do everything right and none of the metrics you're watching changes you have to play the long game watch trends over time. And you're only going to do that if you be consistent, no matter what the day-to-day -day says. So that's great, great parting words. Yeah, I think that's key. And then I think too, um, one thing I've learned this past year is, you know, you hop on the scale and then learning that, you know, your weight is going to fluctuate and you kind of just need to look at your, like a weekly average of that weight before you, because if you, you know, you have a big Sunday dinner or whatever that was in budget, you hop on the scale in the morning and your numbers are two, three pounds heavier than usual. It's not, you know, don't, don't lose faith, you know, just, just keep, uh, keep at it and just look at the, the weekly average. So, so I think the scale is a good tool. Good, good advice. Thanks for coming on, man. Sorry. It took me so oh, yeah. long to re-record. No, you're good, Kyle. No, I, uh, it's awesome seeing that you, uh, being able to make this your, uh, your home business and watching you succeed at it. That's awesome. Well, man, I, um, I, I, I appreciate you saying that many guys who reached out did so because they saw something you'd reposted. And I, I acknowledge that it's guys like you and uh, the guys over at EXO and a few, you know, a few other people reposting their own personal experience. Oh yeah. No, it's uh, likewise. I think we both help each other out quite a bit. <laughs> 
So thanks again for checking out the podcast this week. And a big thanks to AJ for his patience and me getting this out and his time. Uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with some new episodes. If you're interested in checking out any of the resources that Valley to Peak has out, you can get those at our website, whether they're free or one of the self-guided courses or coaching or whatever. You can find those at v2pnutrition.com. And as always, if you have any questions that you want us to cover on here, maybe they're just questions that you've got about your own personal goals or nutrition or general nutrition topics that maybe you've heard somewhere, I would love to help with those. You can email me at info at v2pnutrition.com. Be back again with a new episode in a couple of weeks. Have a great week, everyone.